Welcome to a conversation powered by Connected Learning, where we chat with some of today's leading minds about new learning approaches designed for the demands and opportunities of the digital age. Connected Learning values the new ways many young people today access information, gain expertise, and learn alongside peers and mentors using the internet, social networks, and digital technology. We're excited you're here to join the conversation as we seek to make learning relevant. Hi everyone, this is Natalie Warren, the event manager and youth ambassador at the Connected Learning Alliance. And today we are pleased to have brother Mike Hawkins with us talking about connected learning and specifically his experience as a mentor, educator, and working with young people in digital media. Brother Mike, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Happy to be on. Awesome. So Brother Mike is very well known in the connected learning um, community already because of his worth with Digital Youth Network a digital literacy program working with youth in Chicago and his work with you media, a program created by digital youth network to connect young adults with books, media mentors and institutions through the city of Chicago in one dynamic teen learning space designed to inspire collaboration and creativity. Prior to his time at UMedia, Brother Mike um, has eight years of experience working as an educator in a classroom and has worked across media from spoken word to radio and even graphic design. And he is currently the manager of informal learning for DYN and coordinator for youth engagement for Chicago, for Chicago City of Learning and lead mentor for DYN. Um, Brother Mike, do you want to tell us a little bit about your background as far as um, working with DYN and why you came into that program um, and your role as a mentor? Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so I started out with uh, Digital Youth Network about 10 years ago. Um, brother named Akili Lee, who's the, uh, who was the director at the time, uh, had invited me down to uh, a school at the University of Chicago, uh, had as a charter school, it was called North Kenwood, Oakland, or for short, NKO. And I came on as the, the spoken word mentor at the time, which was a little interesting as, you know, it was a digital program, uh, our founder, Dr. No Nicole Pinkert, always jostles me a little bit like, uh, you know, this was a, a digital program and here we are hiring this poet. But, <laughs> you know, one of my pieces was that, you know, poetry, you know, or writing in general uh, is really foundational when we talk about all these other media uh, pieces, whether it's, you know, video, radio, or even when we think about, um, graphic design and how typography and messaging plays into it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, they were <laughs> impressed with that pitch. <laughs> you know, so, That's awesome. Uh, but it allowed me to kind of, you know, get in the door uh, as an educator, but also as a learner. Um, one of the things that was really interesting was that, you know, I came from this world of, you know, spoken word and hip hop and, uh, was in the studio doing a lot of recording and performing on stage and things like that. But then I come into the school context and young people, sixth graders are doing, you know, some of the same things that I'm paying folks, you know, 60, $80 an hour to do. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was interesting to kind of come in there and, you know, yes, come in as an educator, as a spoken word artist, but also, to be able to learn from the students themselves. And it really gave me a chance again to become a learner. That's awesome. Now, now talking about, um, you're talking about music and kind of art integration into like a learning space. 
Um, there's been a huge push the last few years, which obviously I know that you all at DYN know, but we've been talking about a lot here at Connected Learning to make sure that art um, is held up to the same importance in a student's education as science, as technology and engineering and math. Um, and it's clear in the different forms of art that you've been working in from music and spoken word and design and multimedia, that it's had a huge influence on your life and the work that you've done at DYN. Um, why do you personally feel it's important that we continue to integrate um, art and design into K through 12 education? I mean, I really think, you know, it, it fuels the imagination and creativity. I think uh, when you think about, you know, us kind of narrowing the curriculum down as a society to STEAM, which is fine. I think we need those focus areas to be competitive, to be innovative across um, our own nation and across the world. But I think when you add this you know, layer of art and design, um, and I don't even really see it as a layer. I think it you know, should be kind of seamless uh, or connected to those you know, core kind of concepts that you are in the lexicon right now. Uh, again, because I think it fuels the imagination and creativity, which, you know, sometimes can get lost in some of the, the rigor and uh, kind of, you know, learning dumping, if you will. Like, uh, I also think it gives a, a really interesting, you know, way for uh, schools, young people and communities to reclaim some identity, uh, you know, on, on who should be engaged in you know, science, technology, engineering, and math. And uh, I think, you know, again, adding the art and design piece, uh, you know, opens the doors to, um, you know, allowing new entry points and new, yeah. new people to uh, reclaim some of those entry points. Uh, and I also think, you know, what art and design really do um, and, you know, science to, you know, and some of these others to some extent, but I think, you know, art and design allows us to, you know, really look at the world through a, the lens of, you know, certain problems. Uh, and I don't mean necessarily problem in the sense of, you know, something bad, right? Uh, yes, we need to, you know, think of solutions in our own communities. Uh, but also how do we redefine, you know, the media itself or products or, uh, or art and design itself. Uh, and, I, and I think that that really comes through the lens of allowing uh, folks to be critical. And I think art and design, again, really um, gives us the, the platform or the launch pad to be critical because uh, you know, we're constantly in a culture of, of critique, you know, when yeah. we're looking at art um, and design specifically. Um, and I think we need more of that in our, our K through, through 12 system. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where kids just aren't, you know, getting fed information and pushing it back. I think having this idea or this uh, foundation to be able to question uh, to push back, to reimagine, to rethink uh, is really key. And again, I think, you know, art and design are kind of those foundational pieces and also to showcase, to yeah. uh, be able to take what you, you may learn and, you know, more of those rigorous subjects like science, technology, engineering, and math, and be able to uh, 
uh, showcase those in really interesting ways that can engage both your your peers, but also the larger community. Um, and, you know, to kind of steal from you guys, really make the learning relevant to the student. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's a real, real key piece that uh, what I've seen from young people, both in, you know, the middle school context and some of the work at U Media and with City of Learning is that, you know, if you can make the learning meaningful, uh, to make it where a kid wants to get excited or that's what gets them out of bed in the morning, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's the, the kind of redefinition of, um, you know, the learning experience, right? And I think it's a, it's a key kind of piece that we want to uh, push into, you know, or amplify to some extent in the K through 12 system. Yeah. And you touched on another point that um, we've had a lot of conversations about, um, uh, and specifically with a lot of educators that we work with, that our education paradigm needs um, needs this kind of upgrade from uh, upgrade for the twenty for the twenty first century, making education, like you said, more relevant, reimagining education to life outside of school as well. What do you feel like are some challenges that you guys have come across um, in trying to make education more relevant and reimagining um, education? For this like 21st century upgrade well i think some of it is uh in terms of uh the reimagining of what it could be in the 21st century is that a lot of you know that the iconography or the language is you know really rooted in this idea of industrialism and mm -hmm. uh in school in the design of schools themselves like okay. uh, i think when young people or, you know, our society in general hear school, they think of, you know, certain objects that are, you know, concrete and kind of hard and the chalkboard, uh, even though some of these things aren't you know, even used anymore, uh -huh. they still create this image, you know, in this, in the public psyche. Right. Um, and those often equate to bad experiences. Right. Um, and, and bad in the sense where, you know, I think there's this idea that school isn't a cool place to be, or uh, it just had these gray walls and, you know, it just wasn't yeah. a exciting place to be. So I, so I think that's, that's part of it, like the images that kind of rise when uh, we hear, you know, school in particular. Uh, we're learning, but, mm -hmm. but I don't think, you know, it's, it's as bad as, you know, we think to some extent, yeah. I think, uh, part of it is, you know, also how, you know, education and learning is presented in, you know, in popular culture. Right. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, people, you know, especially young people, I think they want to be what they see and, yeah. We look at the landscape of media, we see, you know, um, a lot of end results and they, they come <laughs> relatively quickly, right? So you see like, oh, Jay-Z, he's made it or, mm -hmm. um, you know, this artist was on, you know, a reality show and, you know, after eight weeks, they're designing for Louis Vuitton or, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, or, or whatever, you know, they're in the music industry now. and. Uh, I think, you know, some of it, that kind of microwave kind of 
uh, view, you know, kind of skews, you know, some of the things that you know, are kind of underlined to the, the success points, the, the practice, rigor, um, you know, the idea of, you know, trying and innovating over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I even look at, you know, as a, as a poet and, you know, you see like, you, I started to hear like a lot in rap and I'm, I'm sure others have as well, but this idea of like rappers not writing rhymes, uh-huh. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, that you can just, you know, go in the booth and lay down, hit songs and that's, that's all that happens. It just comes off the top of the dome, which, you know, may be true to some extent, but again, you know, if you listen, you know, there's these complex rhymes, you know, the, the yeah. act of being able to memorize. So there's these hard and soft skills that are kind of embedded, you know, in these practices. But again, those aren't, you know, necessarily risen to the top. It's all about kind of end product. Um, and a lot of times kids, you know, young people, you know, obviously think aspirational and it's like, you know, if they see like these large figures, they often say like, I can never be that, right? Um, but I think when we kind of pull back the layer and say like, all these folks from, you know, Obama to, uh, you know, any, you know, pop artist or um, musician or successful business person, Zuckerberg or whatever, all these folks were, you know, middle school, awkward, <laughs> you know, yeah. learning as well, right? They were just like you. And I think if we can get back to that kind of spirit of, you know, it really opens the door for anything's possible, right? And especially yeah. within the, the mental sky of our young people, mm-hmm. um, they need to be able to see those visions and trajectories uh, so they don't seem so far off. Like I can never go to college and be that professor or, you know, again, this business person yeah. or artist. Uh, and I think what Connected Learning has the opportunity to do or the Alliance itself, it really has the opportunity to, you know, amplify uh, what your know, learning is and how you get there. And uh, yeah. the fact that there's alliance in alliance in the first place uh, speaks to a value system, right? We value learning. Uh, we want, yeah. you know, our young people and our society as a whole to succeed. And I think this idea of even using the word connecting, right? Uh, especially in, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I hate to say sometimes, but I see a lot of, you know, isolation and these are my kids. And, yeah. um, but if we can start to, you know, as we're doing it, I think connected learning alliance has really helped pushing uh, or push is this idea that we can't do it alone, that we must connect with one another. We must have a common language and a, a common practice. Uh, and this ultimately, you know, if we kind of create this, you know, network of mutuality. Um, and I love this idea of, you know, with the shared purpose. And I think at the, at the core, our shared purpose is to make our young people better because they're mm-hmm. the potential futures that they can create is exciting uh, and it's relevant and it's of the utmost importance if we're gonna 
you know, continue to lead or support the world in various ways. Mm-hmm. Wow, you said that beautifully. <laughs> Should take that, use that sometimes when I'm trying to explain connected learning to people. That's a really great point. Um, and speaking of those of those principles, um, so with connected learning, we have these three main learning principles, the interest powered, the peer supported and academically oriented. And then the, pre- the three design principles, one that you mentioned, um, open network, shared purpose and uh, production centered. Which of these, I know you mentioned shared purpose or we kind of all have the same shared vision that the, the point is to connect um, and better these opportunities for use education. Um, but which of these these shared principles or purposes do you feel like have connected the most, um, aside from that one, with the work that you've done or with your work with young people in DYN? Well, I really think the, and I, and I don't know if I could separate them, but I, it's really the, the interest powered and the shared purpose, I think. Okay. Uh, you know, I think with the idea of interest, like, everything else kind of follows after that, like, uh, you know, from, you know, some of our projects with, you know, hip hop, jazz, or, uh, you know, graphic design, fashion, what, what we've seen in those, you know, projects is that when, you know, young people can come together, you know, and, you know, share mm-hmm. their interest and, um, what what's always interesting to me is that uh, you know they they really push each other you know what they know and what they uh what they've learned right and it, it's really implicit right it's mm-hmm. it's not always like well i learned blah 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 but you know you take say the culture of hip-hop right like uh, you think a couple guys are just having a conversation about who their favorite mc is but what you begin to understand when they're, you peel mm-hmm. that conversation back a bit, uh, they're being critical about the lyrics, the history, uh, the foundational elements, like, and, and they're constantly pushing each other back and forth. Or in the gaming communities, you see the same thing, or at book discussions I've been to with you. Like, they really start to pull from their, their, their knowledge networks, uh, whether that's what they've learned in school, uh, what they're learning online, what they're downloading into their their own minds, um, and it's just interesting to see, like, you know, how that interest can drive, um, you know, innovation. And I know that that's somewhat of an overused term, but like when you see it, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because kids will come in, they'll think they're the greatest till they run into the greatest. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so and, true. And it's interesting, you know, how they kind of push each other. So now one kid's aspiring to be like the other, right? Or uh, they're learning from each other. So there's this real kind of, you know, interest-powered learning ecology that's happening uh, around these, you know, shared purposes, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it's uh, to showcase, whether it's just to get up and present, whether it's to uh, just connect with friends around, you know, something that you dig. Uh, you know, I think uh, those those two pieces is, have always been, you know, for me, uh, even before there was a language for it, uh, I think what we really tried to design around 
we always said we wanted youth at the center mm -hmm. and really you know that meant you know their interest at the center right yeah um and then for us as mentors you know we always talked about having a social and cultural capital uh you know obviously connecting with students who you know look and or are like us but also um you know to the cultures that they're in so sharing our interests with them i know that your team really encourages young people to produce and to collaborate with other like-minded students and other like-minded mentors um, and creative young people uh, what do you feel are some of, of the positive effects that you've seen um, when this happens with your young people when they've collaborate and kind of work together with like-minded peers um, and do you think that in doing that it it helps your kids um, in their engagement in the classroom I definitely think so. I think that we, we really strive to, to build an ecology where young people can uh, kind of play or experiment, uh, which is, I guess, more of a productive hangout, because I think a lot of times when people hear hangout, they think the kids are just chilling. Right. Uh, but I think there's a productivity in, in hangout, in the hangout space, so to speak. Uh, but where, you know, I've always really been interested in playing is that kind of that middle to expert level uh, where kids can, you know, build skills uh, and then apply them in really interesting ways uh, with each other, but also, you know, various clients uh, through contests or projects or things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and I think what, what begins to happen is, uh, you know, a new identities form. Uh, so students begin to take on some some key roles, and you know, start to emerge as you know connectors or leaders or uh, you know cheerleaders even uh, or critics or sometimes all of the above. Yeah. Uh, and I think though that that kind of disposition that you can you know move through multiple roles, you can. Um, you know, really learn based on your interest and then bring creative you know, ideas to life mm -hmm. um, and showcase them in interesting ways is uh, kind of always been at our, our DNA, right, or a part of our DNA. Uh, and what I noticed from the students is, you know, once they begin to understand the connections, you know, uh, the need to know or to be in the know kind of develops, right? Uh, it's not, it becomes all of a sudden not cool in a space if you don't know something, right? So it's kind of redefining, you know, what educational learning means. Uh, yeah. As a producer, you want to know everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, because A, it's gonna, you know, add to your value, right? Uh, or social capital. Uh, same thing in graphic design and photography. You want to know the little tricks. You want to know the the one thing that the best guy doesn't know. Or, uh, it, and I think you know that type of playfulness and you know competition to some extent, uh, and having meaningful places or relevant places where uh, young people can showcase. And also, you know, thinking about the the who really matters as well because like uh and that's why 
we're always trying to connect, mm -hmm. you know, young people, um, you know, with interesting clients or celebrities or, uh, or just really interesting, uh, projects that come, you know, from the spaces that we're working in. Um, because, you know, a lot of times like, um, kids just don't find value or young people don't find value in uh, some of the things that they're doing. And if, again, they start to, you know, connect this idea of meaning to uh, what they're learning, then we've been able to see, you know, a lot of kind of traction in terms of, you know, production uh, and how young people want to showcase. And, and for me, you know, when they're able to, to understand those, those skills of collaboration, presentation, uh, and even iteration, right? Um, those are things that are relevant and they can take right back into the school day. Mm -hmm. uh, or even, you know, again, going back to the critical piece, they can start to begin to ask questions of their school or, uh, or the educational system at large, why, why isn't this happening? I want this to happen in my school. Right. Uh, so we've, we've even seen some of that with young people um, where they've made recommendations to their school or, you know, personally to some of their teachers to kind of expand the learning to uh, connect what's relevant to them. And yeah. um, either the where or how or what tools or technologies they, they can use mm -hmm. uh, or connect to. That's fantastic. It is so um, awesome to see when those young people feel that empowerment and then they can, they take it in their own hands to kind of make those connections themselves. Um, Brother Mike, it has been so great to talk to you. And unfortunately we're coming to the end of our conversation, but I have no doubt that in future podcasts, we will try to grab you again to talk about um, what's coming up and, and more of the work that you're doing with young people and with DYN. Um, but I wanted to give you a second to share with us any um, upcoming events or projects that you personally have or that you're going to be doing with um, over the summer, um, if you wanted to make a plug or so. Oh, of course. Uh, we're going to be doing some really interesting stuff this summer at Chicago City of Learning. Uh, if anybody wants to check it out, you can go to chicagocityoflearning.org. Uh, we're also going to be, uh, I'm also going to be hosting uh, another fashion uh, centric project uh, called Steam Studio. This will be our second year that we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to have some really interesting clients this year. Uh, so the kids are going to have a ball. We're going to be working with the Chicago Cultural Center on that. Uh, you can check us out at steamstudio.net uh, for more info. But uh, and always come to the home base. Check us out at digitalyouthnetwork.org and uh, see all the amazing work that uh, we're currently a part of. Perfect. And as a Chicago native myself, I'm sure I'll be visiting and I will have to hit up some of the some of the programs that you guys are doing or pass it along to my family. Oh, please do. Awesome. Uh, thanks so much again for joining us and chatting about Connected Learning, Brother Mike. And um, so look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us here at the Connected Learning Alliance. If you missed any of this conversation or want to listen to more discussions, check out our website at CLAlliance.org or subscribe to our podcast channel on iTunes. See you back here for more talks with change makers and thought leaders who are building the next generation of learning.